Welcome back to What Do You Want to Watch the Show, hosted by myself, Nathan English, and David Dirks. And it's been almost a full year since David and I were sitting on our couch watching the 2022 Oscars. We were, of course, focused entirely on the award show and not on any extracurricular activities that may or may not have occurred during the award show between someone who would eventually go on to win, but would kind of be in this weird, like, disgrace but not disgrace sort of zone of of existence um yeah it's been a full year and they got some things wrong and you know who's never wrong us so we're gonna redo the oscars we are going to form up the academy of motion picture arts and sciences just david and i it's a two-member academy and we are going to just repick the major categories from 2022 oscars so stick around All right, as I said in the intro, we are redoing the 2022 Oscars. David, before I list out the rules for this exercise, I've already hinted at it, so I probably know the answer to your question, but what do you remember most about this Oscar year? It's got to be the Will Smith slap, right? Yeah, I mean, the I think that was the only real talking point um, coming out of the award show that was debated at all. Um, most people, if you ask them, what do you remember about this Oscars? They're going to remember that more than who won Best Picture. Some people wouldn't even know who won Best Picture. Um, I, I'd be very surprised if anybody has rewatched the movie Coda since this Oscars, which, again, Coda was good. Like It's a, it's a good film. But th- this year, in many ways, is forgettable. But mm. I remember, and I remember them getting some things wrong. Um, and I want to go back and redo it. And I thought this is a great way to get some Oscar talk in there before we watch the this year's Academy Awards, which are happening in about two weeks' time right now as mm. we're recording this. Um, David and I will have a preview of some stuff next week. And then obviously we will recap that as well and also probably have a March Madness pod coming up eventually because that's Come starting on. as well. So it, we're going to be back in full swing after this weird little kind of rest period, I guess, from – uh, the Super Bowl hangover. But for redoing the 2022 Oscars, the 94th Annual Academy Awards, here's what's happening. We will be acting as an Academy of Two, deciding who wins what award. The catch is David and I, there's only two people, and if you're good at math, you know that two divides evenly. So a one-to-one tie is not satisfactory because this is not soccer. Um, mm. although I would love it if the soccer team that I root for in the premier league could even score a goal at this point, that would be great. But <laughs> he chose the wrong we, team. We, we, yeah, I did. I, I real. <laughs> I hopped on this team's bandwagon and I think they've lost like they've played 17 games in like the last two months or three months or something. And I think they have like one win. I, I they're so Jeez. bad right now. It's, it's terrible. Uh, anyway, so we have to agree. So that means there's maybe some some arguing, some concessions made by one of us um, in terms of who we pick as the new winner, or maybe we'll stick with what the Academy did because contrary to popular belief, they do get it right sometimes. So for each category, we will be picking a first place and a runner-up. Another wrinkle in every category, we are allowed to substitute one selection. So we take one already existing nominee off the board and we add one in. However, that nominee, the new one, cannot win. So let's say I had a severe blow to the head, and when we were talking about Best Picture, I wanted to nominate Free Guy for Best Picture. And David and I agreed because we are both suffering from some sort of group virtual psychosis, and we have decided Mm. that Free Guy should be nominated for Best Picture. If we sub Free Guy in and took out, say, the actual Best Picture winner, Coda, we could not then make Free Guy the winner of that award, too. So we can add in new nominees to talk about more movies, more performances, but we're not going to make any of those winners. David, we're also not going to be picking every category because I doubt that you and I would really have a lot to say about best short film um, yeah. or documentary feature. So the categories that we're That's going fair. through are best actor, actress, best supporting actor, best supporting actress, best director, and best picture. The kind of big six. 
if we have time, we can tackle screenplay nominations, but I didn't know how long this was going to take. So we may not get to that. Okay. Um, David is, is everything clear or, or you need a refresher on any of the rules? No, I, I think I'm feeling pretty good. All right. What, what do you want to tackle first? I want to say best picture for last, but I'm open to going at any of the other ones first. I'm down just to go down the list like we have, unless you want to organize it in a certain way. I, I like how you put it. No, that works for me. All right. So we're going to be starting with the best actor in a leading role category. I will read off the nominees. Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth. Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog. Javier Bardem for Being the Ricardos. And the winner, the controversial Will Smith for King Richard. This this award was sewn up, right? We we knew it was going to be Will Smith's win pretty much the whole time, which is why this yeah. the slap is all the more baffling because that he knew that was his coronation and he did one of the only things he couldn't have done that night to kind of sour it. You know, mm-hmm. this was supposed to be a Leo type moment, right? A guy who's been working and beloved in the industry for a long time finally getting his Oscar and it just didn't mm-hmm. feel like that. David, are you leaning towards taking that Oscar away from Will Smith, or do you think he should keep it? Um, I, I honestly, I still think Will is the winner of this Oscar. I agree. I, and I, I think I if think there's right. a, there might be one person that might be able to, and I guess this is maybe our runner-up. I'm thinking maybe Benedict would be the guy that might might take that. I also didn't see being the Ricardos though. So I want to hear your take on Javier Bardem's performance there. Um, so he was actually going to be the person I was thinking about subbing out. Um, I, I think okay. he was nominated because that was a, that was a movie about show business. Hollywood loves those. The, the Academy loves those. And mm. it's not like particularly memorable. I mean, he was good in the movie, but I, mm-hmm. I wasn't coming away from that being like, wow, Javier Bardem. Cause that movie's not very good. Um, and I think it, he's possibly the best part of it, but again, that movie was not very good. So I'm going to agree with you. And I think that, that what you had, the Oscar winner and the runner up is great. I think, I think Will Smith, you know, try to set aside the controversy, that performance. I, I don't love biopics that much. Um, I quite honestly didn't really even love King Richard because I felt it should have focused on more on the, you know, the actual, tennis players rather than their father but they mm-hmm. felt it was important to tell the story that's whatever but i i thought his performance was great i i, I really i really thought yeah. he was he hit kind of all the beats that you want from an oscar winning performance you know he dominated the screen yeah. the whole time he played off the other characters well you could still see the kind of will smith charisma and charm but he did melt into the role somewhat um, mm-hmm. and i agree cumberbatch i think in any other year probably takes this in a landslide i mean that was really mm-hmm. good yeah, was. Um, there was a there was some buzz about Denzel Washington in the tragedy of Macbeth. Anytime a uh, you know prolific actor like that does Shakespeare, it's always going to be something. David, the question I have for you now, since we have our one and two kind of set, is there? Do you have a person you would like to sub in? I had a question. I'm not seeing it. I don't think this is the year that it was included. Um, um, Letterbox Judas and the Black Messiahs 2021, but that's not this year, is it? So actually, that movie qualified despite it being released in 2021 um, because of the weird shortened COVID timeline for the that previous year's Oscars, the 93rd Oscars. Judas and the Black mm-hmm. Messiah was allowed to be entered into that Oscars, okay. so it fit the timeline for that one. So that's why that despite that being, yeah, I think that would easily be the nominee here, but it's not eligible. Okay. Um, one thought, just I, I have one possibility. I mean, is, is Ethan Hawke in the black phone? Is that a possibility? Um, wait. No, that's right. Sorry. No, because Letterboxd does that. The, yeah, that's the festival release, not the theatrical. That's the one thing that Letterboxd messes up sometimes. So never mind yes. on that one. Um, um, the only, the only thing I'm kind of seeing, I don't think there's I a thought, whole lot. I thought Cooper Hoffman and licorice pizza was great. 
legitimately. Yeah. I would be fine giving him a nomination. It's his first ever film. I thought he did a good job. However, he wasn't carrying that film. Alana Haim was the one who I think really carried the film. So I don't know if we shouldn't give him a nomination. Uh, I also thought Bradley Cooper was good in Nightmare Alley. Yeah. What about Ryan Reynolds in Free Guy? <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh I'm kidding. my gosh! <laughs> if if we were doing the Razzies, that would win. That would sweep. That would sweep the Razzies. I I think we maybe just keep it. I I don't know. Yeah. Only thing was West Side was West Side this year. Yeah. I mean, do you give uh, Ansel <sighs> Elgort that possible or? I- I didn't really like Al Gort. I thought he was the weakest link of that film. That's why I'm kind of iffy. Like he did enough. I feel like he wasn't like wow. You know, right? He's not blowing you away. I think for this category, this is really boring because we didn't change anything. But I think maybe this is the one category that I'm not going to change. I I really yeah. do think this this stays the same. And a Wes Anderson movie is so hard to have a best actor in a leading role. It's yeah, that's just because different. You know, that's a movie. Yeah, that was especially because that was an anthology movie. You know, more than anything. So that's you're hopping around from story to story. I don't even know who would be eligible. I don't. Who would I don't qualify. know if anybody's yeah. in the movie enough for that. Yeah. Okay. So well, we kind of like we're not going to maybe what we have. Yeah, I think we're. I think we're going to go with Will Smith one, Cumberbatch two, um, and and then. I, I think everything else stays the same. I know this. We talked about changing stuff, and then we didn't change anything for this one. I promise we will in the future. So. Uh, next, actress in a leading role. All right, here's what we got. <laughs> Jessica Chastain won for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Olivia Coleman was nominated for The Lost Daughter. Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers. Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos. And Kristen Stewart for Spencer. David, right now, I submit to you, Kristen Stewart is the winner. Easy. Unanimous, yeah. Let's go. Yes, the Kristen Stewart wave. All right, if your only experience with her is Twilight, you I, you need to change that. You need to change that immediately. Yep. Because yep. she is a very talented actress who is given terrible material to work with. And I think that this is her best performance that I've seen this far. Now, there's a couple of mm-hmm. more indie art house movies of hers that I have not had the chance to watch yet. But Spencer was was just her. Oh yeah, she had to have had like 85 percent of the dialogue alone. Like she, I mean, she did so much in that movie, and she was very good. And the Academy lo- loves when actors portray real people. Kristen Stewart is not the only one in this because Nicole Kidman and Jessica Chastain are both portraying real people as well. But I think Kristen Stewart, much more iconic person. I mean. You could maybe argue Lucy f- from I Love Lucy is, you know, one of the seminal comedic figures of the 20th century. But Princess Diana is one of the most beloved women to have lived in the past hundred years. Mm-hmm. And I think Stuart really just just nails the kind of intensity that 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 film had that I enjoyed. Some people didn't, but I really enjoyed it. The, the intensity and the strain that she shows but also the like nurturing side of Diana that we've seen a lot. She also mm-hmm. does a great job, especially with the children in that movie. Yeah. I, I just thought yeah. that was a really strong performance. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I was thinking like, I wrote these down, like, ah, oh, Kristen got robbed. I remember that, you know, and I, I assumed you would say the same. Um, okay. So hmm. do we have any, we want to swap out here before we, before we list a runner up maybe. Yeah. Cause the, I, I guess under the rules that I made, so I don't know why I'm saying I guess, the runner-up could be the new nominee that we slide in. They just can't true. win. This might be just a not good judgment. It's, I don't know if I've seen a Penelope Cruz movie where she's been incredible. So I I don't want to just knock her just because it's been... But I, I haven't seen Parallel Mothers, so I can't say that. Um, this is one of the only Oscar movies that I missed out on last year. I think it's Kidman. Okay. I don't think she's that good in being the Ricardos. I, That's, that, that movie got a lot of hype. I really thought it'd be like pretty decent, especially a, with like Nicole Kidman, Javier Bardem. Like these are good actors. You written know? by Aaron Sorkin. Um, yeah. It's just, it, 
it never really felt like it grasped the magic. There were scenes where you're like, okay, here we go. This is Sorkin dialogue. And then it just felt like it would go off the rails every time. And I, mm. I just don't feel like Kidman's performance was very strong. So I, I, I motion that we pull Kidman out of this list. Yeah. Okay. I'll believe you. I, I didn't watch that movie, but uh, I mean, yeah, even this is a 2.9 on Letterboxd, which I was even surprised it's under a three. That surprised right. me. So, okay. Here, now we got here's who. I think I might know who you might want want to replace that. So I'm curious what you'll think. I've already mentioned Alana Heim. Um, I I I think she carried that wonderful PTA film that was my favorite of last year. I I would I would seriously consider putting her in there. I know we've talked about already. We've mentioned a few times how nobody remembers Coda, which is fair, but. Mm Amelia Jones, who is the lead of that film, had a lot of work to do playing off both casts, you know, in scenes where she is performing only in sign language with her family. And then she's also has to sing. There's a musical element to her performance as well. And she has a lot of dialogue driven scenes in both sign language and just standard English. I. Mm-hmm. I think if that movie's nominated for Best Picture, I don't know how you don't nominate her in Best Actress. Yeah, really good point. Because did it get nominated for anything else besides Best Picture? Um, I believe it. So Troy Kotzer won for Supporting. Um, I think Marley Matlin was also nominated for Supporting. And then it got a screenplay nomination. I don't think it got a director nomination. And there may be some other technical below-the-line stuff. but I just think it was baffling to me that she was not nominated. I, I don't know if it's because she's an unknown. I mean, if you look at the all of the names on this list, uh, Kristen Stewart, you would say, is the probably – she's well, she's by far the youngest, but she's maybe the least revered, which sounds mean. But I, it doesn't mean people don't care about Kristen Stewart. But among these, you know, Nicole Kidman, who's been nominated multiple times, Penelope Cruz, I believe, has also been nominated before. Olivia Coleman has won before, and Jessica Chastain – has been a staple of the best actress category for the last yeah. 15 years. So yeah. I think that there may have been a little bit of, okay, this is not a name we know. Let's recognize this yeah. movie, but not really in this area. We need to give flowers to the people who've put in work for decades. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I had two other names, possibilities. Uh, Rooney Mara for Nightmare Alley. Um, I thought she did very, very good in that. And then the only thing I think, you know, I thought Thomas and McKenzie did pretty good in last night, late night in Soho. No, last night in Soho. That's right. You're right. Yeah. Um, so I, I think the only thing hurting her is the final third of that movie. I did not enjoy. Um, yeah. But I, I thought her performance was was very strong, especially because she's quite, quite frankly, she's really, really good. Like one of the young up and comers that people don't talk about enough, but she was great in Jojo Rabbit. She's really good in this, and she's got to play off Ani Taylor Joy. And some really kind of like complicated scenery in that film, and I thought mm-hmm. that, I thought that she she did, you know, she was on par with Anya Taylor Joy, which was not easy to do. Yeah, the only other I, one um, I want to mention, but I'm not going to nominate because yeah. you haven't seen this film, is um, Renette Rinsave for the worst person in the world, which is one of my favorite movies mm-hmm. from that year. Um, she carries it it's really this is really a solo journey it's it's just the movie is about her it's a character study Mm. um she has to provide a lot of emotional support and that Mm. um and just has to run the gamut and it it was a very powerful performance for me i i want to do amelia jones well how are you feeling i honestly i was kind of leaning elena haim haim how do you say her last name i think it's haim I think the only thing that like I think about is like she's such a young actress and she's like boom you're in a Paul Thomas Anderson and you're the star like that's just a lot of a lot of a weight and a lot of expectation you know like so and, and she did really really good as well so that's that's one reason I'm thinking her too but also I like her first film Code. yeah it's like your first film how about being in a Paul Thomas Anderson movie and you're the star actor you know but i i do see amelia jones as well because that's a whole nother like aspect of acting of you know when i'm doing sign language 
I'm literally acting off my hands and my facial expressions. You know, I can't talk or use my voice to share those emotions or, you know, I don't know. Tough. I think, I think it may, okay. So here's, here's what I'm thinking. I think we do Heim because I, I, I truly love that performance because I think that she is better at her peak in that movie than Amelia Jones is in Coda. But I think Amelia mm-hmm. Jones is asked to do more. So she's asked to do more, but she doesn't hit the same peak that a lot of Heim does. I got you. Um, yeah. And then I would, I would move to put Heim in the runner up slot. Yeah, I think so. I didn't watch Jessica Chastain's movie. I watched Lost Daughter and I thought Olivia Coleman was, was good, but I, I wasn't blown away. That felt and like a, let's just nominate Olivia Coleman because she's Olivia Coleman. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. I'm down. Licorice Pizza right. gets another another nod. All right. So we nominated Alana Heim in place of Nicole Kidman for being the Ricardos. And then we have chosen Alana Heim as the runner-up and Kristen Stewart won for Spencer um, in a movie that I, I really actually want to rewatch. So, all right. Now, yeah, I'm, seeing now a, I'm seeing a couple of these and I want to rewatch them. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a better year than we remember. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I think we need to, we need to keep that in mind. Okay. Actor in a supporting role winner, Troy Kotzer for Coda. Um, I can't say this name. Other nominees, Syrian hens, maybe. I hope that it Syrian hens for Belfast, the, the grandfather in Belfast, right? No. Is that not the grandfather or is that the kid? I don't remember now. I'm, I'm looking real quick. I think it's the grandfather. It kind of shows you what we thought of that movie, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't thought about Belfast a, a, a wink. I can yeah. tell you that. It's so it's pop. the grandfather? Yeah. Okay. It's this All dude, right. which yes. he's a really okay. famous actor. Yeah, I recognize his face a lot. All right. Uh, he was nominated for Belfast. Jesse Plemons for The Power of the Dog. J.K. Simmons for Being the Ricardos. And Cody Smith McPhee for The Power of the Dog. Troy Kotzer uh, had a very emotional speech, just a very emotional mm-hmm. moment. I think his performance was really good. He's he's what I remember most from Coda. Mm-hmm. I, I think specifically the scene in which um, him and his daughter are on the pickup truck uh, outside and they're looking at the stars and he asks her to sing. And then he like puts his hand on her throat so he can feel the vibrations of what it sounds mm-hmm. like when she sings. Yeah. Um, I was crying during that scene. Um, and a lot of that's in concert too. I mean, he's looking with it like a tear in his eye and it's about to stream down his face and he's trying to hold it together. Yeah. Um, I also think about that when she's performing and he's sitting there like watching everybody like react. Yeah. And he's just sitting in silence. Yeah. Yeah. There's also a lot of comedy to that role too. There's mm-hmm. many times where he has to be, he's kind of the, the humorous part of the story. Um, and he has yeah. to kind of drive that angle a lot, which is very crucial to Coda working, and, and he he makes it work. Is yeah. there is there anybody that you're seeing on this list that you would want to take out? Uh, probably that Belfast nom again. I didn't see being the Ricardos, and J- however, J.K. Simmons, I feel like is pretty good in a lot of what he does. But that Belfast <laughs> nom, I don't it's know. It's the same. Every being in the Ricardos thing, it's fine. It was fine. Or that's we have two power of the dogs. Do we take probably Cody out because Jesse Plemons is really good? I don't know. I thought Cody was well, good he too, did. though. Yeah, I would be. I would be more likely to knock out Simmons or Hines than I would be to knock out Plemons or Smith. Okay, let's do um, uh, let's do Hines just so we stop hating on being the Ricardos for a second. Okay, okay. We can't so we can't knock Hines all out of it out. You know? That's you're you are correct. That is that is a good point. I think we got some still wins, right? Are we, we going to, are we, I was we just in agreement say, on we got that? being the Ricardos fans are just yelling at this podcast right now. If there's anybody, are there, are there being the Ricardos fans? I we don't have know, those. Actually. Yeah. I don't, I don't know either. Yeah. This is, it's, it's tough to, you know, it, it's tough to have like a good reason to really, you know, replace him. I don't know. I think it's got to stay Kotzer. 
I think I like that. Yeah. All right. Now we have to put in another nominee. I have a question. Yes. The, you think a performance in the last duel is worthy of a nom? We had a couple. Are you looking guys. for an Adam Driver push there, or a Maybe. Ben Affleck push? Who is the I lead in both... that film? Is the question. We have to pick a lead if we're going to say one of them's a supporting. Is it Damon? Because like it's it's from the it's like in three or four sections, right? Of it's different three perspectives, perspectives. Of what happens. Yeah. I'm trying to remember who would be the lead of, in that. It, Matt Damon is her wife, and then Adam Driver is... Adam Driver's his friend that then is, That's ends right. up being a rapist. And I, it's tough to nominate a guy who plays a rapist. Yeah, maybe that, that movie felt like so long ago, too. That's true. That's very true. I wasn't necessarily making a push. I was just like, oh, yeah. Like, can I, I, was just can I throw reviewing. something fun at you? Yeah. Give me Willem Dafoe for No Way Home. I mean, that Green Goblin performance in No Way Home was one of the best parts of that movie. He was a menace. That's Where, a really good I, point. I, I, like, I think that's, that's more fun, right? And this is supposed to be kind of fun. Like, yeah, we want to recognize the people who we think deserve it. But I, I genuinely, like, he was great. He was legitimately great in that role. I got chills when, like, Tom Holland's, like, punched him in the building. And he's, like, big and he eyes, starts, like, laughing. laughing. Oh, yeah, my gosh. That, and that's all Defoe's, like, physical performance, his face. Um, I just watched a William Defoe movie, The Hunter. It's pretty good. Dude, let's... Is that the one where he's like a marksman or something and he's just like out there shooting people? He's like a mercenary and some a, a company hires him to do something in uh in a uh off an island off um Australia, Tasmania. Hmm. Yeah, it was pretty good. He I mean he did good, so that's and he's the main, you know, actor, so there you go. I kinda like that nom. It's fun. I, I yeah I, I want to do it. Let's put him in. All right, Willem Dafoe for his performance as Norman Osborn and or the Green Goblin, and then I think it's okay. So we have Kotzer winning. I think it's between for me Plemons and Smith McPhee then for whoever get, who gets runner up. Mm. I'm think I'm leaning. I've always kind of been a Jesse Plemons fan. I think I might be leaning him. You know what? Let's go with it. I, I like Jesse Plemons too. I like Jesse Plemons in that movie specifically. So yeah, I, I feel like he's one of those guys, every movie I've seen him in, even there's what movie did I just see this last year that had like the three actors? Uh, uh, is that the, yeah, the, the one where he's with the guy, Jason Siegel, right? From How I Met Your yeah. Mother? Like even I that movie wasn't very good, but like he was – he was like solid in that performance, even though the movie wasn't, you know, and he's just always solid. Uh, hidden Jim, Jesse Plemons performance. I don't know if it's that hidden, but if you go back and you watch game night, the, the comedy um, starring yeah. Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams, he's fantastic in that. He's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I it, really, Oh, windfall windfall. That's the movie. Okay. Yeah. 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 I remember that coming out. I remember you didn't like it. So I just didn't watch it. <laughs> um. Yeah, I like Jesse. I, I think we. I say we give it to him. David also just recently finished Breaking Bad, so he's he's got Jesse Plemons from another angle there. Big fan of him. Oh, Jesse dude. Plemons also good on Friday Night Lights. Yeah, well, his character is not a good guy in Breaking Bad. At but. first, I'm like, oh, there's Jesse Plemons. I'm gonna like this guy, and I'm like, this dude mm -hmm. is ruthless. Yeah, no, you're not gonna like him. <laughs> All right, actress in a supporting role. The winner, a woman who has been bullied off of Twitter, uh, Ariana DeBose. I don't know if you've seen the video of her at the BAFTAs doing, performing a song uh, skit uh, about the female nominees at the award show. It's very cringy. Um, not her fault necessarily. A lot of those award show skits are cringy, but she got made fun of so much that she got bullied off of Twitter, which is not, not what you want. So Oof. that sucks. Um, other, other than her, she won for West Side Story, which I, I'm gonna say right now that's staying. I, I'm not, I'm not moving her off of the the top spot there. Um, yeah, she was really, really, really good in that. 
she's the best part of that movie. She I, she got me to like a musical. Her and Steven Spielberg were like, hey, like this musical. That's not easy they, to do. They made it for you, dude. They said that Nathan English, we're gonna prove him wrong. That's true. I, I'm if Steven Spielberg knew my name, I I think I'd melt into a puddle. Um, the other nominees: Jesse Buckley for The Lost Daughter, Judy Dench for Belfast, Kirsten Dunst for The Power of the Dog, and Anjou Ellis for King Richard. I'm impressed that you said it. I know how to seems... say that one. I just didn't know how to say the Irish one. Judy Dench is out. This is Judy Dench yeah. being nominated because her name is Judy Dench. Like because she's. Yeah. There's nothing memorable about that Belfast performance. So Ariana, we're already locking her in. She, I think she, so. She wins that. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Do you have a runner-up in mind? I haven't seen The Lost Daughter. That's that's my big weakness. Um, I don't know if you remember Buckley's performance. You've seen a lot of movies since you watched that one. It, it was. I think I feel this way, similar to how you feel about being Ricardo's. Like, I mean, it was good, but like, I don't know if it was worthy of a nomination um i mean she wasn't bad in it i don't know i i uh, it just didn't connect with me as much i almost okay. i almost would still take judy dench out i she wasn't bad in belfast but i just feel like there wasn't anything special or no did she even have a whole lot of screen time no i think she's only in that movie for like four or five scenes yeah I, yeah all right, so we need so. we need to pick a new person to go in, and then we can talk about runner-up. So, oh, wow, I just missed a person I wanted to talk about in Best Actress. That's tough. Jenna Ortega for The Fallout would have been a sneaky dark, dark horse for Best Actress. But a movie you already brought up, The Last Duel, Jodie mm-hmm. Comer is the top build on Letterboxd. I think she's probably the lead of the movie, if she was, if she had just like an iota less of screen time, I would, I would make a formal petition to argue that she's not the lead of the film, and then slot her in. But I think that she is the lead, and I think we have to keep it. Got you there. Is that one you were thinking about? Best actress. A little, but that movie is so tough because a lot of yeah. it just doesn't work for me. I think she does, but a lot of that film doesn't work. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. French Dispatch, we have the same problem in the acting categories. Is nobody has enough yeah. screen time. Tilda Swinton, and- Leah Sedeo, and Frances McDormand are all really good in that film, but I don't know if they do oh, enough to be nominated. I was going to say Rebecca Ferguson, but I think she's the leading actress in Dune. Yeah, I think Zendaya would be supporting there. But did she get, she didn't get hardly any time in that did she now is in zendaya's and only in the film for like 20 minutes here's what i'm thinking Kate Blanchett? Think, even though i didn't love this movie oh oh i wasn't make the case make the case for blanchette i wasn't even thinking about that but that's great make the case nightmare alley well she's definitely i don't think she's the star i think rudy morrow gets significant more screen time but uh, honestly with how that movie unfolded i thought Kate, one, did that very well, but two, I wasn't expecting that. I, if I remember right, she was the one that kind of ended up screwing him over, yeah, right? She's almost that, the, she, she ends up being like the villain of that film. And I, don't, I didn't see that coming. I don't know if you did, but I was like, wow, that was really impressive twist. And I, I, of course, are we saying, you know, it is Kate Blanchett. So obviously her name's going to maybe swing us one way, but still, I thought she, I thought she did really good. What was your? Yeah, you could even uh, you could even say Tony Collette. I was gonna say Anya Taylor Joy for Last Night in Soho, even though I didn't really love mm, that movie. But I think your Blanchett mm-hmm. thing is better. Or is it the um, former Russian ballerina who was the stunt double in Malignant that practiced the walking backwards technique? Honestly, dude, that looks that's the. <laughs> I see that in my nightmares sometimes, bro. <laughs> I mean, that's that's one of the most impressive things I've seen a person do physically for a movie. So, ooh, oh, Gal Gadot, Red Notice. Stop. <laughs> All right, I'm I sorry. thought you were actually going to say one. Also, oh, she's the sorry. lead actress in that movie. That oh, you just had true. to mention Red Notice. I hate you. For yeah. That. All right. I, I think I think Blanchett and Nightmare Alley. I think that's. I think that was a great call. I think we go there. I really do. Okay. 
Sounds good. All right. So she's filling that. It, does she go to the runner-up or? I think it's it's either Ellis or Dunst for me. I was I Ellis I I, I was trying to remember. She is Serena in this or V. She's Venus. Oh, no, 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 she's the mother. She's the mother. She's the mother. That's right. Yes. This is really tough. Because again, another, I think Kirsten Dunst is another actress of like, you can't base her off what you saw in Spider-Man. Like she has yeah. some good performances. You know what yeah, I mean? And this is absolutely. one where she does good. Whew. This isn't the fault of, Anjanu Ellis, I think that King Richard is so Will Smith-centric that I don't remember a whole lot of their performances from that movie. I remember mm-hmm. thinking the child actors were good, but I don't remember specifics. I, I do remember Kirsten Dunst being like great as the kind of broken, um, alcoholic, you know, shy wife. Um, yeah, and her reactions to uh, Benedict Cumberbatch in that film—I think they played off each other very well. I'm gonna go with her. I think she should be runner-up. I agree. The, I mean, I think that should say I—I I thought Ellis was one of the twins. That shows you how much like I, and it's right. not to her fault. I think it's that, just yeah, it's like that's Will just Smith such a or Will the, Smith the twin sisters. Yeah, that it dominates, which could be yeah. That's I I agree. All right, so let's, yeah, Kirsten. Let's Dunst, go. Bet. Let's go now to best director. So, winner best director Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. Nominees: Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, Ryusuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car, Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, and Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. I can tell you right now, Kenneth Branagh will not be on the nominee list when we're done. Yep. I agree. I, I don't understand how that made it in there. I I I, I don't. I I just really don't I, enjoy that film. Yeah, I mean, I, it wasn't bad, but I was like, this is. It's not like. It's one of those movies where, like, thirty minutes in, and you kind of like, you're like, oh, I'm on my phone. I got to get off and finish this movie. You know what I mean? Like, I I just got that vibe. Well, and there was nothing in that movie that stood out to me directing wise. Where if you handed this, you're like, "Oh, I can tell." Like, this is for sure Kenneth Branagh. Like, even though this was a personal story, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't need him to be in there. So I think we're gonna take. I him have out. two movie ideas, and I, I don't know. We can talk about what we think should get it. Okay, one. One of them should be Coda. If it wins Best Picture, I think director should at least be nominated. If you have technically the best movie of the year, I think That's true. the director should get credit. Two, I would say uh, Denis Villeneuve do it for yeah. uh, for Dune with that That's eleven it. or twelve nominations. So the the Academy nominated Dune more than any other film, and did not nominate the guy who directed it for Best Director. So Dune got. And swept the below the line categories. So the director whose vision it is and who brings all the people together to execute that vision, everything in his movie is great, but he doesn't get recognized. Honestly, if I didn't create the nominee can't win rule, we would put Villeneuve as the winner, I think. But I definitely think he should be the nominee. Okay. I I was honestly leaning that way because it's like, yeah, how do you – how does a movie get nominated in every category but – the one who provided, you know, that the source and the avenue for that to be nominated didn't get also nominated. I, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, that that was that was absolutely dumb. I, I shout out Wes Anderson. Uh, I'd like to mention him at least, um, but yeah, I I don't. I just I just yeah don't nominated know for why. ten Oscars. It won six. Yeah, I, and it was actually it was make nominated for sense. best motion picture, and it, yeah, he wasn't included. So yeah, I like him as the fill-in. Are we just gonna go ahead and put him at runner-up then, since he can't win? He yes, okay. I think the winner. I liked West Side Story, but I don't think it was like top-tier Spielberg. I like, I really like Licorice Pizza, but I think if Paul Thomas Anderson won for Licorice Pizza, it would, it would be a little disappointing, right? Because that's not 
I mean, he should have won for There Will Be Blood, but I think he's got something better mm. in the future. I honestly think Campion Power of the Dog is the right choice. I really do. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. I loved it. I loved his uniqueness he brought with the film. It was different. Um, it had a tone, and I feel like that was consistent throughout the whole film, even with the actors of like Benedict and Jesse, like all these guys, and Kirsten Dunst. Like there was consistency, and I, I, I liked it. I, so yeah, I agree. Yeah, Campion has been. She's been a director that's been working for for a long time in Hollywood. It's more of an indie art house um, director. Not not a lot of mainstream audiences would have seen her films. Piano. Uh, is her most successful film prior to The Power of the Dog. I think the scenery in that movie is gorgeous. Um, what she's able to do with with it, The Power of the Dog is based on a novel, what she's able to do with that um, and kind of play into the politics of the sexual politics of the novel and the, the, the camera work I thought was exceptional, the character study, um, the way that she holds on shots for Benedict for a second longer, um, and, and you have him looking off in the distance when he's talking about Bronco Henry, this mythical figure for him. Mm. I, I think she was great. I, I think it was past time probably for her to get recognized anyway. So Jane Campion getting a win here, I, I think is right. And, you know, if Villeneuve would have been the option, I, we probably would have put him as the yeah. winner, like we've already talked about, but there wasn't really much we could do there. So I'm good. I'm good with that. Uh, I think, again, Brana being nominated over Denise is it's it's just sad it's weird I, that's just like one of it's like D D messing up season eight it's like how like how does this yeah. happen yeah where do we go wrong here what what's going on yeah uh yeah all right we get to the the finale the the award most people care about i would imagine and that is best picture winner we have already talked about it it is coda Nominees are Belfast, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. David, do you want to do top three since there's so many nominations? I was going to ask you that. Yeah, that's perfect. Great Look minds think alike. Come yeah. on. Look at us. We're in sync right now. We are a mm. Justin Timberlake boy band in the early 2000s. Come on. All right. With no wardrobe malfunction, we are yeah, not. No. We are not nope. that. Didn't. Nope. Yep. Do not. We. We don't. We don't condone that. Um. All right. Well, it was a race to the bottom for "Don't Look Up" in Belfast, and I, I don't look up should not have been nominated. Yeah, what, that's, what that's are we an doing? easy one. That's, that's out. It was. Yeah. I. I do. Do you understand? Like, does a sense of you understand why they nominated that? Because it was a, oh my gosh, it's a satire. Hollywood is smart. Look at all the famous people. There's Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence and Meryl Streep and Jonah Hill and on and on and on and on. And it's got a stacked cast and Adam McKay. We all love the big short and we like Adam McKay and what he's been able to do transitioning from those hard R-rated comedies to, to this kind of cultural satire trying to make fun of everyday life and, and the political scheme of the U S and, mm-hmm. but then don't look up was so like beating you over the head with the climate crisis point. Like, and even if you're like, no, it's a metaphor for COVID, which it wasn't cause it was conceived before COVID it's still exhausting. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. it's such an exhausting watch. Yeah. And, and like, honestly, a lot of Jonah Hill doesn't necessarily come across for me. So a couple jokes landed, but the rest of the film, I thought like he was kind of annoying because I'm just like ah, Jonah Hill's kind of funny, but yeah, you know, they, I don't know. So a main a major plot point in this movie was that Jonah Hill wanted to have sex with his mother Meryl Streep, who was the president of the United States. That was like a reoccurring you know thread that they mentioned. I thought the funniest part was the general that charged them for snacks. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. by far the best joke in the entire movie. Which is yeah. not good in a movie that is supposed to be a comedy. Yeah. Yep. Don't look up. Um, don't look now, but you're not in this list anymore. Ooh. Brr. All right. Hey. So now that that is out, let's let's see what we could consider slotting in. How do we feel about No Way Home? That's the first one. I think we have to talk about No Way Home. I think we have to talk about No Way Home, The French Dispatch. 
For me, mm-hmm. I would put worst person in the world in that conversation, but we're just it's it's not going to be put in because you haven't seen it. The Green Knight also should be talked about, but we're not going to put it in. Tragedy of Macbeth. Other than that, I'm not really unless you're. Is Spencer or The Last Duel, are the, either of those worthy of the that or no? What do you think? I think The Last Duel is too messy. I think Spencer is a... I, I remember that for the performance, but best picture to me, you have to have like overall cohesion. Mm. And as much as I enjoyed Spencer, I don't, I don't feel like it really fits that. That's so, a good point. Okay, so French Dispatch, No Way Home. Is there any other ones you want to talk about, or do we think it's between those two? I mean, I'm <sighs> No Time to Die, Last Night in Soho, Shang-Chi. No, I think I don't see anything else. The Tomorrow War, like, I, no, I don't know. House right. of Gucci, but- like, that got, like, it wasn't very highly rated, but I feel like there's so much, like, attention to it, but I, I don't know. That was looking before it came out. I was like, "Oh, that's a surefire like best picture nomination." Nope. Um, not Did a really great Scott year for our, our guy. Yeah, not a great year for our guy Ridley in terms of Oscar success. Also, box office success. Didn't Gucci and Last Duel weren't they both like historic bombs? Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure. I was actually about to look right now to see, like, if this man actually had success in any way. What else has he done that like he has iconic ones? I mean, and I'm just I mean blanking Blade right Runner now. Blade Runner Alien, he won for Gladiator, The Martian. Alien, that's right. Thelma uh, he Grossed one fifty three and the budget was seventy five on House of Gucci. So he probably made back because the break even point is generally considered around double budget. So he probably made back the money on that one. I know that they did not make back their money on the last duel. Yeah, because didn't that go right to streaming, which always hurts that. Well, no, I think it was in theaters for a little bit. It just nobody went to see it. Got you. Yeah, that made thirty, and it, it estimated a hundred million. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. But you so, know what? Honestly, I'm liking Spidey. Before we get to that conversation, just okay. real quick on Ridley Scott. You know who's going to be there whenever this. I think it's actually coming to Apple, straight to Apple TV. You know, he's going to sign up for a free trial for Apple TV, Nathan, because he's Ridley Scott's dropping a Napoleon movie that's got Vanessa Kirby in it, and our guy Joaquin Phoenix is Napoleon. Like, I'm I'm watching that. When 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 is that coming out? Because I have like a month left on my free my free you know trial. I I don't think you're gonna. It's not coming out in the next month. Dang, unfortunately yeah. for you, but. We'll just get a new email and stuff like, you know. Yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Or <laughs> pay the five ninety nine or whatever That's one true. month is to watch it. Because I, if there's one thing he knows how to do, it's large-scale battle scenes. I mean, you just watch the opening of Gladiator. You watch parts of The Last Duel, Kingdom of Heaven. And so Napoleon, that's got to that's be a strong point. Anyway, back Absolutely. to what you were saying. You're leaning No Way Home. I am leaning even though I think I probably have No Way Home rated higher, I am leaning the French Dispatch. Let's talk it out. Okay. I, I can make, start. I th- make the case for Spider-Man No Way Home. I think, obviously, the, the Academy, of course, I guess we're the Academy, they don't always take into, like, just fanfare and fun and a buzz and attention. Spider-Man of last year's movies was like one of the more like talked about and like just emotionally driven films. Like so many people came out of the, like that was just so satisfying and fun to watch. But also on top of that, like it was just such a high, it was a very high quality film. I thought, and you know, we talked about William Defoe, you know, we, we added him in a best actor and a supporting role. And, um, you know, so many other actors and actresses in this movie really delivered, um and yeah i think the big reason for my my thinking spider-man should be is just the just the buzz around it and everyone was just so excited and talking about it and i mean we watched it two or three times you know and and so yeah 
I, I think that's huge. And, you know, just because the, the loudest voice is talking about a movie doesn't mean it's necessarily good. But a lot of people were just talking and there was some high buzz on it. And I think that should go into account for the Academy mm-hmm. of like, people clearly enjoyed this movie the most. Should we be talking more about it? You know, so. Mm-hmm. I think this was the film that if they nominated, that would have been, that would have filled the like popular movie um, nomination slot that they normally try to save. They, they normally at least make a little bit of an effort to put a big budget crowd-pleasing film in. And they didn't really do that this year. I think, I think that's, first of all, that's just one of the better MCU films of the 31 mm-hmm. that have been released. That's in many people's top 10. There has been a little bit of a market correction afterwards. And people have tried to say, well, actually no way home falls apart on rewatch. And it's not, it's not actually that good. And there's always going to be contrarians. I think it's kind of popular right now to say that. So yeah, I, I'm just not going to, I'm just not going to ride with that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to choose to ignore that segment of the population I agree with No Way Home. Let me make the case for the French Dispatch, and then and then we could just see if we can come to an agreement here. Okay. The French Dispatch is... I don't know if it's one of Wes Anderson's best works. Although, in my opinion, Wes Anderson has never had a bad work. But what I can tell you about the French Dispatch is it's a feat because it is a you know, series of almost just 15, 20-minute vignettes that switches between mediums at points. There's an animated sequence in this movie. You're switching between viewpoints. You have narrators crisscrossing and all the stories seem to come together and then they don't, but none of them drag. There's not a part of this movie. Like I like all the individual stories. I like the protest at the college. I like the end, you know, hostage crisis. I like the, the painter who's in prison. I enjoy every Mm. single one of these. And I think that's so hard to, make a movie in this style and not have a portion of it track. It's it's also another movie where you pause it and you look and you'll see, oh my gosh, there's so many things going on in the shot. Mm. Wes Anderson is is so thoughtful and meticulous about, about everything. This movie, I think, rewards almost a streaming viewing more than it would reward, say, a, a theater experience because you can pause – or you can watch one of the vignettes a day and then go back and watch the other, go back and watch another one, right? I just really think it is a it's just one of the most well executed films of this year. And that's why I think it should be nominated for Best Picture. However, I think after hearing you talk about Spider-Man and understanding that they they didn't really try to try to really include wider audiences at all in this. I mean, some of these movies are very underseen. More people should have watched Drive My Car, but Nightmare Alley, you know, Coda, even, these are a lot of films that just wider audiences didn't see. I think putting in a movie that a lot of people saw, that a lot of people loved, that Mm. was really good. Yes, it's a superhero movie, but that doesn't disqualify it from being a prestige film. I think it was, I think it was a very successful movie. I would I would be for putting No Way Home in in this in this spot. Yeah, and maybe you know I might be partial. I, I remember watching the French Dispatch, and I I was paying attention, but maybe not as much as I should have. And I kind of came away kind of confused. So that's this is when I want to rewatch and like be involved and and, and be involved with this movie because I think I I might like it better on rewatch. One because I understand it more, but two like what you said it. it it actually might help you watch, you know, on rewatch. So that's another reason I could be, you know, favoring one over this. But and correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't that your first Wes Anderson film too? Yes, first yeah, one so, ever. I was like, whoa. And his he's like going as hard as he ever has in a movie in terms of pushing into his own area and just mm-hmm. kind of the movie lives entirely and just. Wes Anderson's weird kind of fragmented brain almost. So I understand how that movie could be confusing if you'd never seen a Wes Anderson movie before. That makes complete sense. Yeah. So let's just go ahead and slot No Way Home in here. Now we need to talk about the rankings themselves. So we we said it earlier, but we're going to do top three for this. So there's going to be gold, silver, and bronze, essentially, for best picture. Is Coda going to be in one of the top three spots? I think so. 
I don't know if it's one though. I Is I that, don't think it's one. Okay. I I, I kind of picked that up on our silence. Maybe not not top three. Yeah. So wait, bro. On three, we should say. Well, no, we're gonna probably save one for the for the for the last one. Um. There's a lot more options. This is not as easy as the other ones. You know what I mean? Let's let's eliminate some. Let's see if okay. we can just move some out of contention for top three. Belfast, no, right? We're keeping it Correct. in because of, we don't like don't look up. But Belfast, no. I, I like drive, drive my, my car. car. Yeah. I felt it was slow. I I think I I I understand it. It just isn't a movie for me. I'm not a huge slow burn guy. Um, so I don't think that's going to go in. Personally, King Richard would not go in as well. I, again, I, that's the same yeah. thing as we talked about with Spencer. That's such a Will Smith movie that I don't really think of of anything else. And as much as I enjoy Steven, the works of Steven Spielberg, I'm not. I don't think West Side Story is going to be in the top three for me either. Okay. Um, and I think, I think probably Nightmare Alley next. Yeah. I'll, I'll, especially now that I'm comparing to one of these couples that we have left, I'm like, yeah, Nightmare Alley. It was good, but it's it just doesn't stand up, I don't think, for me. Okay, so of the ones that we currently still have, that we haven't mentioned as being ruled out, obviously we have Coda still. We have Power of the Dog. We have Dune. We have Licorice Pizza. And we have the newcomer, Spider-Man No Way Home. I know that you said we want to wait on our number one, but I think that's the only one we're going to agree on. You want to say at the same time on three? Yeah. One, two, three. Dune? Dune. Yep. Knew it. Yep. I knew we were going to be there together. All right. Dune is the new Best Picture winner. I think we felt that in the moment. You know, again, we talked about it, 10 category nominations, one, six of them. We felt Villeneuve was robbed. This almost feels like a case where the Academy does this sometimes where they wait for all of the sequels to come out before recognizing the film. I don't agree with that method because what if the last film isn't as good? It it works in the case of Lord of the Rings Return of the King. We'll see if it works in the case of whatever Avatar 5. But I don't I have high hopes and I anticipate Dune 2 is going to be great. But yeah, this movie stands alone and I think is great by itself. I also don't get that like why What's wrong with Denis willing? Like, why can't two Dune movies win Best Picture? Like, if they're both worthy of winning, why can't they just win? Why do they have to try to do that and make it even or whatever? Like, I don't get that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're kind of just saying we only want one from this franchise, and we're just going to bank on this the sequel being better than the original. So okay, so we have Dune at one. Can I give you my number two, possibly? Yeah. You know, it really just seems like. And I think we thought this would like be a sneaky best picture winner. The power of the dog seems like a best picture. Like I mean, it was a front runner for, for a while, then it flipped a couple of months before the ceremony. But I remember you and I on the night thinking like it could be Coda. Like Coda sounds strong, but I think that power of the dog could still sneak back in and win. I'm just thinking visually and the performances, the tone of the movie, the direction. I kind of like power of the dog too. But I know I, I let's put it in the top three. Let's say Power okay. of the Dog is in the top three. So now we have I want, to, I want you to explain why why I, Licorice Pizza might be <laughs> might okay. be two. OK, so Licorice Pizza <laughs> has an amazing screenplay. It's hilarious. It's got great character actor performances. It's got a lot of people coming in and doing 15 minutes of amazing work. Bradley Cooper. Um, as an all-time heat check. I think that Paul Thomas Anderson is one of the best directors that we have Take currently taking in oxygen and putting out CO2. Okay? He just simply is that. Yeah. And he hasn't really been recognized for it. And it, we're not giving him best picture for this. Even this is a five star film for me, so I, I love it. I it's a comfort movie. I already own it on Blu-ray. I plan to watch it again soon. 
Mm. I just think everything about this is great. I, two sequences really stand out in the film for me. One, the bike chase with Sean Penn. I, I don't know why I called it a chase. The bike stunt with Sean Penn's character when Alana falls off the bike and you first see Cooper go to her. And mm. two, the moving truck sequence. The moving truck sequence when they're going down the hills in LA with no gas and she has to navigate the roadways. One of the most tense 10, 15 minutes of mm -hmm. a movie that year and maybe in the last five years. And it's expertly, and I mean expertly directed and shot. I, I, I will fight for this to be in the top three. I think it has to be. Oh, I agree. I agree. I think it's in the top three. And I would put it at two. Dude, he's been nominated for his three of his movies have been nominated for Best Picture and haven't won. That's rough. I believe he is now the most recognized, the most nominated individual. Um, if you count Best Picture and then individual awards, without he has eleven. Oscar. He has eleven nominations and zero wins. Yeah. Whew. Honestly. I think I agree with you because li li listening, listening, looking back, I think I enjoyed and like had more fun with licorice pizza. While, you know, maybe certain aspects of Power of the Dog seemed more like a best picture winner. I think me personally, I just had a lot more fun with, with, you know, licorice pizza and the performances and Bradley Cooper just being out of pocket with his 10 minutes of screen time. And, you know, so. Absolutely. I, yeah. I like licorice pizza too. Okay. All right. Well, we, look at that. The podium is set. Third place in our re realignment of the 2022 best picture race is the power of the dog. Second place goes to licorice pizza. And first place goes to Denis Villeneuve's sci-fi epic Dune. What's really I upsetting, I think, is... We went in, we went into the night like Dune's not winning it, which is so frustrating. Like I feel like that had no. You know hope what I mean? Like it. we, it wasn't even like oh it might win. Like despite its eleven nominations, we're like they're not going to give it to it, which is like what? It's yeah, that sucks. That it, and I mean that really really does suck. Um, but hey, in our academy, in the in the academy of Nathan English and David Dirks. Dune is the best picture of 2022. Facts. No And cap. what more do you need? Come on. You know? They so should hire Denis Villeneuve, us. We, can, we can send you a signed certificate if you would like. We could maybe even have David make a statue out of Play-Doh and then ship it. Mm. Although that might be risky, but, but we can yeah. try. So just let us know. Let us know if you, if you would like us to send the award and where to. Um, and we can get that done. Yeah, we've given him his best, uh, his first Oscar. So, congrats! Wow, congrats, Denis. Uh, Arrival only got one, uh, one uh, nomination, and it was a best achievement in directing. That's it. Yeah, it, yeah, it, they haven't. Sometimes they don't know. Oh, I guess interesting. No, it won. It was nominated for a lot, but. Okay. Six, seven, eight. It was nominated for eight and won one, but for some reason under him it always has one, even though he's in charge of the movie. But that okay. It was nominated for Best Picture, but I, I think we're starting to maybe see a pattern with Denis Villeneuve movies. Cause I would imagine I think Blade Runner twenty forty nine was nominated for stuff too. I remember. And, and I don't, yes, yeah, Blade Runner 2049 was nominated for four Oscars. Um, and then, I don't know, I, I don't think Enemy was really, was a big Oscar hit. Um, I don't know about Sicario. Enemy was just too weird for me. I was like, Dad, Dad I don't know about this. You know what I mean? Yeah, Sicario had score and cinematography and sound editing. I mean, all of Villeneuve's, you know, all of his films get get, are getting in, recognized. Yeah. In some capacity, but they're not getting wins, you know, but I, I really do think 
I mean, I remember when we walked out of the theater after watching Dune, you and I were just kind of awestruck by what yeah. we just saw. Um, neither one of us had any really prior knowledge about the story or anything like that. Um, we're expecting a, a large chunk of the movie to feature Zendaya, which it did not. Um, but what, what I did see was just, was beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. and, and memorable in pretty much every way. So we didn't mention Timothy at all. I think he is very good at that film. You know, we could have put him in the best actor one. The I think problem it's is tough. there wasn't a weak link in the best actor category. Well, that I think it's tough with a movie like Dune when it's like there are seven A-list actors and like how do you choose one that stands out from all the others? You know what I mean? Like Josh Brolin and- did really, really good. Oscar Isaac, really good. Timothy, good. Rebecca, like all these actors really did their job and it's just and the other pick one the other problem with dune is while it does center on and have a main character it's has the lord of the rings problem and that while the movie is oscar worthy and prestigious it's not going to be recognized for performances because you're so captivated by everything else that's happening mm. you know like you're not really thinking about like that the 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 hand in the box scene from chalamet is really really good but whenever you think of Dune, you're thinking of like this giant sandworms, right? Um, yeah. And the, you know, the the raising uh, of their capital city, it, things like that. You're thinking of the big, like, massive scope of the movie, and not necessarily thinking about individual performances, which is why those tend to get mm-hmm. washed away in movies like that. And I yeah. think Chalamet is just unfortunately a casualty of that. Yeah. Okay, well, and I, I, I don't think I don't think I have anything else to talk about. Is there anything else you wanted to mention before we wrap this up? No, I don't think so. I think it's easy to forget how good of a year last year was with movies. There were some mm-hmm. really, really, really good movies, and even better performances. I think there are a lot of like movies that were pretty good or okay, but still had really solid performances. So mm-hmm. it's cool to see that. Absolutely. I don't know. We didn't talk about M. Night Shyamalan, but it's okay. Yeah, because <clears throat> old was really going to make a push, right? <laughs> but, um, yeah, this was fun. Listen to us and not, you know, the Academy, because we're <laughs> correct. Yeah, of course. Episode 77, kind of repicking the 2022 Oscars. Uh, this has been What Do You Want to Watch? Nathan and David chatting it up, talking about movies. What else would we do? Thanks for listening. Bye.